The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, October 27th. That means only one thing. Pew, 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 pew. It's a pretty Quinn football show. Pew. What's up? Pew. I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, you know what? I, uh, I like your glasses. I like your glasses. Oh, thanks, man. And thanks. I mentioned that because... I was, yeah. You know, sometimes I like see you doing dumb stuff on television on Saturdays. Yeah, or like not dumb stuff, but like amusing oh, you, you, stuff. You see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I rewound it, and videotaped it. Like I meant to text it to you, but I forgot. So Can I tell they, you the backstory behind that? There were no, rock no, no, stones. But, but, well, well, but so people know you're on the big, the uh, the big, big show. Noon kickoff. The big, big noon pickoff yeah. on Fox Sports every Saturday. It is a good. Yep. It's an entertaining watch leading up to college Thank football you. with Thank Brady, you. Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush. Um, uh, Bob Stoops Bob on Stone, now. Bob Stoops. Yep. Bob yep. Stoops, great host. And, uh, and anyway, Brady's doing this thing with his glass. I think it was your glasses or the Leonard's glasses. It was Rob Stone's. It was the uh, Rob okay. Stone's glasses. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, go so ahead. the best part about it was I kind of had the idea. Uh, and this all stemmed from that Saturday Night Live skit with Chris Farley. I'm the biggest Chris Farley fan you'll ever see. Like, love Tommy Boy. Love Black Sheep. Used to watch those on repeat when I was young. Beverly Hills Ninja. Like, I, I loved anything Chris Farley was in. And so there's this skit where he's, what was it, Nick Foley, right? And, he, and he's like, I don't know. What do we got here? We got a, a Bill Shakespeare? <laughs> and he's like doing that whole thing with his glasses. And it like hit me because we're watching Oklahoma and, you know, playing Lawrence, Kansas. And Kansas is taking it to him. And I'm watching Caleb Williams, who now is the freshman quarterback that they inserted for Spencer Rattler, who was the Heisman favorite, was the uh, presumed number one overall pick in next year's draft at quarterback got benched so Caleb Williams goes in and he throws interception that I'm like that's that that looks is that Spencer Rattler it looks, ah, it looks just like him out ah. there so that was kind of the genesis of where it came from the funny part was and Leiter started laughing dying laughing because our our, our director of production they, so they get into like showing the Caleb Williams interception because I kind of told him what I'll be talking about and then it just hit me I'm like oh I need to do like a Chris Farley bit from Saturday Night Live and I was doing this forever at the desk and for whatever, <laughs> like they didn't cut out of the, I swear we ran like three different angles or shots of the interception and, and Matt's laughing. Cause he's like, God, you were doing it for so long before they finally realized that what you were, you were doing. You were like trying to make it a bit and like, that's, that's right. Good. Like you're just trying to add some humor to it, trying to have some fun. To be honest with you, we get in there at 5am 
we don't leave till some day, sometimes 5 p.m. Like it's yeah. just nonstop college football. You get goofy, man. You get a little bit wacky uh, when you're in there just watching games, watching like upsets, watching people have some bad beats. It's, it's all fun, but I get a little wacky sometimes there, man. No, I mean, it's uh, no, you're it's, it's it, look, it's it was entertaining. I wouldn't bring it up. If it was like dumb. It was it was it was amusing and entertaining. I did not get that it was a Farley bit. But now that I realize you're a huge Farley fan. Uh, oh, biggest. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe not the biggest ever, but like I'm sure, like one of them. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm sure. I, I, I don't know. I was going to do a bit, but I'm not going to. We uh, we are short on time today, so let's dive into the content. I I also love Chris Farley. I'm not suggesting I would be bigger. I mean, you you're 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 pounding the table for Beverly Hills Ninja, so that's that means you are truly a big Chris Farley fan. I mean, dirty work. All right, dirty work. Dirty work. So I guess we had a. Isn't Dirty Work a Norm McDonald? Norm McDonald, yes, yeah. but also Chris Farley plays an incredible right. role where he gets his nose bitten off by a. I will leave it at that. So, <laughs> what's See, uh, that's what's how big favorite... of a Chris Farley fan I am. What's your What's your favorite Farley SNL skit or SNL character? Um, it's not a character. I, I don't know why this one tickles me every time I think about it, but I think it's like the sure acting ability that he has. It's the Columbia decaffeinated coffee commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so simple and it was so brilliant because I remember the commercials and I was like, this is so simple and so well done. But it's just like, when he's at like a very nice restaurant and he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's good. And he's like, sir, do you realize you're drinking Colombian decaffeinated coffee? He's like, you just see his face kill. What? He's like, <laughs> you're drinking the Columbia decaffeinated coffee. Why you son of a bitch? And he just goes into it. He's there's like a guy with a frying pan hitting him. The entire restaurant erupts. Like that was one of like the low key funniest skits ever that he did outside of like everything else. I mean the Patrick Swayze dance off, right? Yeah, Chippendales. Um, Chippendale. That was amazing. Um, but that one like tickles me to this day because it was like so easy and so simple. Uh, and Tommy Boy, I mean, like, I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this podcast has watched Tommy Boy. If you haven't we're watched show it, this world a thing or two, we're gonna <laughs> but if you haven't if you haven't watched Tommy Boy in in the last like in in the last six months, or much less like if you haven't watched it like six years, you need to go watch it again. It not not only is it, it hold up, it's just a fantastic movie. Like well, it, Black it, Sheep does too, though, especially when you involve politics. Like oh true. That whole, Black Sheep for sure does. And and just the dynamic of him and David Spade. But like once they have to go away, once they realize he's the black sheep of the family and like this isn't going well, him helping his brother campaign. And once he goes up to like the log cabin, like yeah. that whole series of scenes. But it's like, but like Black Sheep is is literally just Tommy Boy with a different like it's the exact same plot. It's like Farley must go do like Farley must go on road trip with Spade to saw. And don't get me wrong, it's a great plot. It's just, but it's just hilarious. They were like, hey, hey, vote for Al really Donnelly, all right? Hey, hey, easy, easy. Two completely different scripts, all right? It's vote for Al Donnelly, <laughs> okay, okay. all right? Versus, you know, being the heir to what is the, the auto breaks king or whatever the hell is going on. I mean, there's no Dan Aykroyd in it, so I guess that'd be the biggest sure, difference. <laughs> What's the Aykroyd line at the end where he's like, after Rob Lowe gets hit in the nuts with the uh, the sandbag when the, on the on the crash system, he goes. Remember he goes, that? I just he goes. He goes. And he goes, he's getting arrested and hauled out. He's like, send him a note. It's like send him, send him a bottle of champagne. It's like I sit down with these. He's like, it's like, it's like sorry for your L. I sit down with these. I, I personally <laughs> liked uh, when they're standing in the elevator and he like turns around. He goes. He looks around. He goes. What's that? 
pine, you know, like pine tree air freshener. Pine freshener. Like, yeah, he's like, what is that? <laughs> pine, pine, pine needle air freshener. Pine. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, I feel like today's youth doesn't appreciate it because most of them don't understand like that tree that was hanging from your rear view mirror, uh, like right there up your windshield, like that was on everyone's he goes, car. Went a little heavy on the pine that. tree air freshener, kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He's rubbing on himself. Like, like everyone had that back when they were young and you're like driving a car in high school or something to make your car smell fresh. Like that was the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And nowadays Everything. you never see that now. Right. But by the way, here's, I had to look it up. It's a tough break. Get, send him a bottle of bubbly with a bucket of ice in a car and have it say tough break. Get drunk on me. Use the bucket to ice down your marbles. Your Z. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I can get a good look at a butcher by stare. I can get a look at a cow by sticking my head up a butcher's ass. It's, it's gotta be <laughs> your bowl. <laughs> and here comes a man with the meat All right, all right. Um, Devo's like, I cannot believe that you guys spent the first seven minutes of this podcast quoting top. Like, but kind you know of know what though? Anyway. Again, I'm such a big fan. Like, I could talk forever about him. He was uh, one of the funniest human beings to ever walked the planet, in my opinion. So. Absolutely. No, no, without without question. Um, okay, let's get to uh, let's do some serious Fat football. Guy in a little coat. Let's do some serious football talking. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the World Series uh, started last night. Hopefully, the Braves won. You know who wasn't in there, Richard? The Yankees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a uh, pick six uh, mock draft uh, in the feed, by the way, with uh, a pick six. Li- it was a live show, 1 p.m. live show. Ryan Wilson, every Tuesday, mock draft. Make sure and check that out. Thursday, 1 p.m. live. Oh, sorry. That's not in the podcast feed, just YouTube channel. Thursday, in the podcast feed and live on YouTube, the pick show with myself and RJ White. I am the coldest human being on the planet right now when it comes to picking NFL games. So you should come on Thursday at 1 p.m. and watch Pete Prisco mock me ruthlessly. Believe me, he's planning on it and he will do it. And it's okay. It happens. We also do, of course, live recaps Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night. Pick6.com or YouTube.com slash pick6. Let's talk some trades that could happen before the deadline instead of you focusing on my picks, Brady. Uh, Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. I don't know if you know this. He is actually still on the Chicago Bears. I'm not sure Matt Nagy knows it. I'm not sure Justin Fields knows it. They, this guy, yeah. all he wants to do is play for a good quarterback. And these are, by the way, from Cody Benjamin's article, uh, 10 trades that should happen before the trade deadline. Allen Robinson was going to be a free agent. The Bears knew he didn't want to be there. Franchise tagged him anyway, which is their right under the collective bargaining agreement, and brought him back. And now they're just not using him in the passing game. I mean, why would they not try to get a, a like? They don't look like a good team, and they could probably get a pretty decent pick for him. I to be honest with you, I, I really don't understand why we don't see more action uh, during this time of year in the NFL uh, when the trade deadline hits. It, it does seem like at this point, given the circumstances, like what would you rather him do? Um, just walk off into free agency and move on, um, tag him another year. So. And because the best, obviously, the best pick you can possibly get is a compensatory pick at the end of the third a round. Compensatory third round pick, right? And so, look, if you're betting for that and, and you've shopped around, you can't, you don't think you can find anything close to that, then it then it makes sense, right? I mean, that's the reality of, of the NFL. I, I think we probably would see a little more action if the compensatory picks, or there was a different formula for the compensatory picks. But 
as far as teams he could go to, you know, I think you you put in the rundown like the Ravens. That might make some sense. Uh, that, that, the the Ravens were actually um, Cody Benjamin's uh, choice for where they could potentially get for where Robinson. Right, go. right. I, I look, I think you could throw down any team that's you know in contention that's looking for an extra little boost. Like I always think the Chiefs, um, only because yeah, they've got Tyreek Hill. Yes, they have Travis Kelsey. I feel like they're like best suited when they have that kind of reliable like other third option. And I'm not saying that that's the reason for their struggles this year. It clearly seems like Patrick Mahomes is pressing. There's been sometimes he's forced the ball. There's been some unlucky stuff. I mean, passes that should have been caught that were tipped that weren't. Um, but you add him to that mix, and I think you've got a great dynamic of of three different guys that you you don't have to be as two dimensional and have to run the football. You can have three guys who can go take the top off the defense or make you know make plays for your win matchups. So that'd be another team I throw into the mix because I, I think they're aggressive and they can. Um, you know, the Ravens, the Chiefs. Uh, I, I mean, outside of that, I mean. Maybe you'd say the Steelers, although that's not really their style. Um, and, I, and I think when you look at what they already have with Claypool and Johnson and some of the other pieces, Friarmuth at tight end, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's a huge necessity for them. So right. this is one where, like, I think if you're Matt Nagy and, you know, as a who is right now, you know, may not even coaching this week with COVID, um, you're probably more worried about your job security. And so you trade away a guy like this. How does that help you down the stretch where your team looks right. abysmal? Your quarterback's playing the worst of any starting quarterback right now. Um, and he, it's not all on Justin Fields. He's a rookie, but they're sure as heck not putting him in a position to succeed. So I would think like you need all the talented players you can get, even though it doesn't seem like they're trying to get him the football. It doesn't seem like he's excelling there right now, at least with what they're trying to accomplish. So this is a tough one to think that he'll go anywhere, um, especially considering the, the compensatory pick that they would get. Uh, if they just kind of let them go. Yeah. And see, that's, that's sort of the issue too, is that you, know, you asked, you, you point out like, I, I'm surprised there's not more action. It's I think it's because the trade deadline is fairly, I mean, it's not early in the year, but I mean, November 2nd, I mean, that's not, you know, it's, it's in the middle of the season and teams like the bears who are two, uh, three and four, the Panthers three and four, uh, San Francisco two and four, Washington two and five, Philly two and five, the Giants two and five. Like we look at these teams objectively and say these teams are not very good, but those teams right. internally are either saying, okay, we can make a playoff push, and, and somehow it's realistic because the seven seed in the in the in the NFC is Minnesota right now three and three, so it is realistic. And also to your point about Matt Nagy and, and job security. If you're Nagy and you're trying to save your job or Ryan Are you Pace, saying Nagy or Nagy? I, I can never – it sounds like you're saying Nagy. Is it Nagy? 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 I think it's Aggie, Nagy. like an Aggie. I think it's you're Matt Nagy. Nagy. Are you saying Eggy? As in in Matt Nagy. Can we, can we, get, can we get a pronunci- a proper pronunciation from Debo? I'm just curious because it looks like it's, it's spelled Nagy. You seem to be saying Nagy. Matt Nagy. Like it, like it's spelled N E G G Y. Yay or like yay or nay, nay gi. Matt Nagy. Do you ever hear anyone say nay? By the way, no. The but the more we're saying this, the more it's weirding me out. It's like one of the you know, like it's like an imaginary. I'm just word. saying. I, I feel like it's pronounced Nagy, but you say Nagy. I might say it both ways, different times. I don't know. I would. It always me. like it always hits me weird every time I hear it. I, I'd be curious to see what the listeners think. Yeah, because you say it different than anyone else in the place of the planet. Uh, Debo has just chatting me. Is it Matt Nagy or Matt Nagy? Why? I mean, what if I, 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 That's what I, already asked. I don't even know which one's right and which one's wrong. This is like, That's when, what I'm asking. Do, do you know, do you know the, do you, have we talked, have you, have we talked with you about uh breach and uh, Tyron Matthew? No. Have you ever heard breach say it? 
say how does he say it all right i'm gonna play it for you because i have it on my soundboard <laughs> drop, yeah yeah ready tyron matthew tyron matthew <laughs> i mean what Matthew, does he always say it that way? He also says Bell Belichick. Like he doesn't call him well, Bill. Maybe, he calls him- so so Nagy is like your, you know, everyone calls him Nagy. You say Nagy. Yeah, that's at least like reasonable. Tyron Matthew is insane. Matthew, but so like what's happening? Matthew is odd. We made it. We made this like such a thing that like several times both Ryan Wilson and I have gone on the radio, like radio spots and said Matthew because we've heard it so many times because we played the, the, the bit. Uh, anyway, the Bears coach. Tech Slack. I, I, I just want you to I found, you know, Nagy talking about Nagy, Nagy. Uh, so this is the thing. See, now Debo's saying it. Well, I'm, I'm reading Rick Morrissey tweeted. This was January 12th, 2018. Please, everyone, especially sportscasters, stop calling the new coach Nagy. He told the Sun-Times it's pronounced Nagy. So it is Nagy. You're right. It's not a Southern The only people who are Nagy. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Like, then I'm saying it right. Exactly. The only two people on the planet saying it right are me and Matt Nagy. (laughs) That's crazy to me. So it really, it's not even, it should be pronounced very different than how it's spelled. Yeah, I think or I think that tweet that the Debo found. Good call, Debo. I think that tweet that Debo found um, maybe why I say it that way, or or I've heard him talk about it because I I see it. It looks like Matt Nagy, but it's Matt. We Nagy. worked out together back when he was an arena league quarterback. Really for the Columbus Destroyers? Yeah, he there was a guy named Greg Fry who was a former Ohio State quarterback that I worked out with a little bit. I think he played in the USL for a minute. And we, I remember we went down to Bexley's field to go throw and go through some drills. And I think I had just maybe gotten in the NFL or drafted or whatever, but I was back home. I just wanted to get a workout in. I wanted to see Greg. And I remember throwing with him. And I was thinking to myself, like, God, I'll be able to play forever. Because, you know, in football, if I could, if this is what, you know, an arena league quarterback looks like, like, I'll be able to play forever if I want to play in the arena league. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't say much. Like, wasn't an overly nice guy. Like, kind of just, you know, went about throwing and stuff. I don't know. I could have been a senior in high or college or had just been drafted. I can't remember when, but um, I do. I do recall that day. It wasn't really overly windy, but it was kind of windy. I don't know. Uh, were were yeah. you, uh, was it, was it windy enough to carry your, uh, your, your sailboat across sailboat. the lake? We were, we were, we were, we were over in Bexley, which is downtown Columbus. It was a Tommy boy joke because this. You know, yeah. Yeah. Nah. Quit playing with your dinghy. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a dinghy. It's a sailboat. I'll come over there and rip your head off. <laughs> um, and sh- anyway, the I, but to, to the, the larger point, <laughs> this shows off the rails. Can we move um, on to 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 Xavier Howard, the Dolphins, or like another team? We're like, no, 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 but I was going to say forever. that. I, but I, my point was, if you're Matt N- Nagy and Nagy. Ryan Pace, you you know that you're on the hot seat. You and if you start trading away players, it. It shows yeah. that you you're admitting a mistake, and you're saying we're not good enough to make. The, we we don't we know we're not good enough, and ownership. Uh, they're saying we're not worthy. We're not worthy. That's just Wayne's yeah. world, but yes. Um, know, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that forever. Anyway, but the point being is, you can't <laughs> trade off these guys because then ownership because you're playing, you're, you're coaching in, in, in GM. Yeah, you coach for your job right now. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. Right. You're right. And yeah. You're taking a long time to make this point, but you're right. You've been saying it for like a two minutes now. Well, that's because you keep interrupting me about pronunciations in Wayne's world. So <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can't help it. It's just it, it, like, but we found out it's, it's Nagy. That's right. Well, Nagy. yes, I knew it was Nagy, but, um, 
at any rate, the teams that I think would make sense for Allen Robinson that oh, can't happen here. because exactly. of the standings and where Chicago exactly. sits, New Orleans exactly. would make a ton of sense. Like the Saints, yes. I, from a yeah. from, just from a ski, like a, a fit perspective, and they're getting Michael Thomas back, so not as huge a deal. San Francisco could use him. Are they getting him back? Maybe. Um, the Green Bay Packers could use him, but obviously the Bears are not going to make a trade with the Green Bay Packers. The, I don't know if I agree with that, though, too. I mean, I get that, but, I mean, so what? They're going to bring on Allen Robinson? I mean, and, and once Devontae Adams comes back, they give him a 1,000 targets a year. So I, I think what they've got right now, they've got working for him. I mean, Devontae's on the COVID list, um, so it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm, not saying, I'm, not, I, I'm just saying he would be – I don't think that trade would happen. I'm just saying the Packers are consistently mentioned as a team that could use an additional wide receiver. Maybe you like Valdez Scantling. Maybe you like Allen Lazard. A secondary option wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. For the Green Bay Packers, the um, there's another team I saw that could use him, and I'm forgetting now. The Colts. Yeah, yeah, probably. I just i I think that's a team that makes the most sense, only because they're trying to get back into it, right? Make that playoff run. Uh, they're on a much better pace, so that would make maybe the most sense of any of the teams that like aren't quite there yet, but are trying to catch you know, Tennessee in their division and be a wild card team. I mean. The fascinating thing is just the AFC North because no team's sub 500. Yeah. And outside of the Bengals, I think they've got plenty there. I don't think the Browns would be looking for one either. Um, and then you've got Baltimore, which I guess could be a potential landing destination for them. Um, but I feel like. How, how, do you say, anything, how do you say Bengals, by the way? Bengals. Bang, Bengals. No, that's the band. It's the Bengals. Bengals. I think you say. I think you you saying, saying, how are you saying it? I'm, I'm catching a bang in there. Yeah. Bangles. Oh, the bangles. Like bang. It's the bangles. Like Joe Burrow. Bang. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Bang. 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 What, what is happening? <laughs> I love is it. I'm just with them. The bangles. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's not the bangles. Bang. It's the bangles. It's right, so uh, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Bang. <laughs> Xavier and Howard. Bangles. Bang. Um. We're going to get some tweets in this one. Because Debo's fantastic rundown uh, makes some sense. I mean, even though I think their defense is actually playing better of late, uh, that'd be one team. I mean, again, I keep throwing in Kansas City just because their defense is arguably the worst in the league. And their secondary is, you know, performed, has been very underwhelming with their performance. Um, outside of that, I mean, you, you could have made a case for the Bucks, right? Um, yep. It's a different conference. It's a team that's dealt with a bunch of injuries at the cornerback position. Uh, he's the, one of those talented, you know, in the league. So that'd be a team that I think would love to load up, grab him, move on from there. You can even make the case for the Saints, the team you mentioned, but I think opposite of Lattimore, I mean, they drafted Paulson at Debo. He's done okay. Um, you could always use more depth there. And, and a guy like that, they're to have two lockdown corners. I think that helps out the rush too. So there's a number of teams that fall into that category, but um, I mean, probably uh, the last uh, one too. Uh, a, team, a team that would make sense. Uh, Bill Barnwell and I talked about this on his podcast, but I don't 49ers. think it's- the Titans. Yeah, but that defense is getting better too. Like, I'm not giving up on that group. I, I think they've started to play their best football the past two weeks, and even and even defensively. Um, I, I would I would think that look the Seahawks, <laughs> uh, you can make the case for the 49ers. I think they could utilize him too. Like defense just hasn't been the same. So there's a number of teams like that I could use a top, top cornerback in this league. So again, it just depends on like what you're willing to give up. Um yeah, uh, you, Cody. Got, uh Cody has them 
giving up a 2022 third round pick and a 2023 fifth round pick for Xavier Howard. That's not enough. Um, I think he would call yeah, because it's really a third and a sixth if you look at how teams look at it, right? Because they look at a fifth round pick two years from now as a sixth yeah. round pick in this yeah. upcoming year. Yes, uh, so. I, I think it would cost at I, that's that's not going to get you Xavier Howard. Uh, it's a good article no. by Cody. I'm just telling you that's not going to be enough. Um, I think Barnwell and I were talking about maybe even a first round pick for Xavier Howard if he swapped with the Titans. Uh, very, very quickly on the Titans. And you actually know what we'll talk about later. Um, it, well, I was going to ask you about the, the way teams are defending Mahomes, but we have a limited amount of time and I'm. Well, we can get Mahomes. to it. You just have to ask the question. Let me talk quickly. So, all right. What are teams doing to, because to, you mentioned the Chiefs needing help. You mentioned the Titans defense. What are teams doing that is perplexing Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense? I don't know if it's perplexing so much as they're playing more split safety defense and more zone. I mean, most teams can't match up, so they're not going to play man, um, which if there's not man, then there's not going to be as many running lanes even for him to take off. There's not going to be as many opportunities to create uh, pick plays and meshes and things like that, uh, or just, you know, vertical uh, routes that are going to be able to get guys open when they cross the field. So um, when you're playing more zone, you got more eyes on the homes. You got, you know, playing much softer coverage, lighter boxes. I mean, We've no seen blitzing. teams, you know, yeah, no blitzing because why? You know, you're going to blitz a guy to sacrifice him in coverage when you need all you can in coverage. Um, I think the thing that struck me the most that I'm concerned by is like when he gets outside the pocket now, it's to his detriment. It's not to his benefit. Hmm. And it used to be, and that, that would kind of remind me of him at Texas Tech. When he got outside the pocket, teams were like, all right, like you're going to cut the field in half and you can, might throw it everywhere, but. You're going to take some chances and make some poor decisions. And he's done that. Again, it's not all on him, but that's the area of his game that he just needs to learn to throw it away, scramble up and take four or five yards, get down, take a check down, take the easy completion that's there, and, and learn to kind of work things methodically. Um, I think defenses have adjusted to the point now where you're just seeing more split-eye safety zone coverages, more zone in general, and just much softer, softer coverages against them, daring them to say, hey, beat us dinking and dunking down the field run the football against us. Like we dare you. We, Hey Patrick, we're not even going to account for you. We're going to do a three man rush or maybe what looks like a four man rush and then drop a guy out and then go ahead and run. If you want, we'll give you five yards if you were willing to take it. And I think that's the hard part for him. He's had so much success doing whatever he's wanted to putting balls in windows that we very rarely see in the NFL. And unfortunately now it's not working out for him. That was a no look pass. And, and yeah, I mean, that, I think that's a good point. I mean, it's, it's, and the other thing too, I think, is the Chiefs' defense is not very good, and so Mahomes, it's awful. Yeah, They're giving it's up terrible. seven yards per play. We talked about this, like right. Th- that's but, but, I, but, I, but I my point is that Mahomes is pressing to make up for a bad defense, and yeah. and a defense that can be run on. You can you can melt clock when you run, and 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 L- win. low key another thing that like flies on the radar. Their defense is so bad. Like it hasn't been great in the past. It's so bad now. I think one of the things that you used to see when they needed to come back in games is that they would get a three and out. They would get some stops and they get the ball back. And remember when it just felt like, hey, they put their foot on the gas. Here they come. You can't stop. Like, here they come. Like, that's how you felt as a fan is like watching them. And now it's like, yeah, their defense isn't getting that stop anymore. Like, they're not getting a turnover. They're not getting a negative play, getting behind the sticks on first, second down. That's not there. They're just out there wasting time, letting offenses do whatever they want, giving up seven yards per play. That's, that's the other way where I feel like he's pressing even more because he's just not getting as many opportunities or the ability to exactly. keep that rhythm they build. 
Yeah, because he knows that he knows that each possession, it, you know, it, it, he's he's not getting as many possessions because his defense can't get off the field. So every possession right. he's pressing, and instead of taking that check down or that throwaway, he's trying to hit the home run and score fourteen right. points. When you know, obviously right. you can only score six, but uh, mentally that's tough. And yeah, you know, and it's sort of the same thing we saw with Josh Allen for a couple weeks stretch last year, where he, you know, Tom Brady when when teams started. They're like, all right, you know, we're not we're not letting you take us up top anymore. We're you know beat us underneath. He's like, okay, cool. And you know he like yeah. just bing, 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 bing. And for whatever reason, the Chiefs' offense just hasn't adjusted to it. It's it's, it's wild. I, I think they'll figure it out, but you know, it's not not a great year. Right. Kyle a lot Fuller. of football left to be played. Brandon Cooks. A lot of football left to be played. A lot of football left to be played. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Surely the Texans will trade somebody, right? I mean, Cooks is. By the way, Brandon Cooks has been secretly traded 17 times this year like in his life it's he's awesome. been traded what three times in his career drafted by the saints traded by the saints to the pats traded by the pats, pats to the rams to the, rams, the, rams, to the texans. rams to the texans yep. so this will be his fourth time i'll tell you this much man when he's healthy he's effective he's quick he's he's got good hands not the biggest but there's something to be said for you if you're traded four times like you can be like oh well you know you're used goods you're you know no one wants you it's like no no, no. You're so valued, like you don't get cut. Like teams trade for you, and teams are willing to trade for you again. I mean, it, it's it's impressive. So he could fit in a lot of different places. I mean, God, put put him back in New England. I mean, they could use a guy like that. He could take the top off of defense. I think his skill set fits to what Josh can do with them underneath to get him some catches to then complement downfield passing. Um, but he'd be a good fit there. He'd be a good fit. You know, I, I think obviously the Packers is kind of who we have down as as one of the teams, which. To be a popular team, I'd love to see him Kyle Shanahan's offense personally. I think that'd be the, really neat. They could use some help at wide receiver. Kyle Shanahan decided to just put Brandon Ayuk in the doghouse this year. He's just apparently, I mean, according to Chris Collinsworth and um, uh, Al Michaels, they explained that Kyle was quote frustrated with uh, with Brandon Ayuk so far. So maybe yeah. maybe they could use some help. But I, again, if you're you know, I mean, the, the Texans should be trading people. Obviously, they're they're, they're one in six. I don't know if San Francisco is necessarily squatting on enough draft capital to go out and add more wide receivers when yeah. it's that's not really their biggest problem. But I agree he would be a good fit there. D- does Tampa need to? I mean, I, I know they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown loaded the position, but as good right, as they are, Tyler yeah, Tyler Johnson, um, Scotty Miller. I mean, is there is there any reason for them to add more depth at the position and just really? like super team this thing? No, I mean, the Panthers are the other team that I think I'd look at if I was them. Now, granted, you might be trying to give up draft capital for Deshaun Watson. That's a whole other story, which we haven't got to him yet. But, um, yeah, I, I just kind of look at it and think, like, I'm looking at rosters that seem more depleted. Like the Dolphins would be an interesting one, too, only because you've got some guys after this year who will be moving on. I mean, they've invested in the draft. Uh, and a guy like Jalen Waddell, obviously, and you still have Gasecki and Matt Collins, other players who've stepped up, but like kind of assume Parker's probably going to be gone. Um, and so, you know, there's there's maybe a thought that it would make some sense there. But again, quarterback is paramount to all of that. And if you haven't had that figured out, then, you know, you you, you probably want to focus on that first and save up your draft capital there. So that's the hard well, I mean, hey, if you're the if you're the Panthers or Dolphins, what you do is you call about Brandon Cooks and then you, you know what you listen, Jack, big Jack. Just yeah, go ahead and throw Deshaun in there too. We'll give you a couple more first rounders. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> not a bad idea. Not a bad I mean, idea. If I'm trading for Watson, give me Cooks too. Do you do you think Watson? The problem is, is like the Texans need him. You know, yeah, I mean, 
Like they're they're like who would be a team that could use a wide receiver? Ah, the Texans. The Texans. Like they could use <laughs> well, the Texans so. could use a lot of things. And, uh, and, and, and Teron Taylor's coming back. So who, who gets traded first? Nick Foles or Deshaun Watson? Watson. Oh. I think Philly's the team that's quiet that you need to keep an eye on, right? Like they moved on from Flacco and they had Minshew there, which if you think about it was kind of brilliant because they got Minshew for a six round pick. And they then, then trade a six, yeah. they trade Flacco and they get back a conditional six, could be a fifth. So they kind of won out on that one. And now you look and you go, all right, they have three first round picks. I don't know that there's any better, there's any team better suited to take a swing at this. Literally in one year, offer that to the Texans, which if you're trying to rebuild, which they are. In one year, you could have three top 15 picks as it looks right now. That's pretty enticing. And you and, know how he rose better than anyone else who will make him conditional picks. So if anything happens with Deshaun, you know, maybe those aren't necessarily going to Houston. But the reality is you could just spend – you could just have one miss on a draft in order to get Watson and to try to figure that out. Because I don't feel like the Eagles are a rebuild. I think they've got a lot of good pieces on that team. So I think that's the team to keep an eye on. Um, two things on that one, John McClain has reported and we, we can't know this for sure. And certainly his mind can change that Deshaun Watson said no to the Eagles. I mean, I don't see how, if you're Deshaun Watson, you can you say no to a team wants to trade for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, you I mean, went out of Houston, game. bro. You better be willing to take more than two destinations. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, but two, the interesting thing about the Eagles trading for Watson would be that if you're Philly, part of your selling point to the Texans is, Hey, if you trade him to us, it means the Dolphins don't immediately get better. And we're giving you the Dolphins pick. And that thing might be first overall or second overall or third overall. So uh, it certainly would be some – I mean, if I'm Houston, I'm definitely listening to Philly calls. I, I'm very surprised at the idea that Deshaun Watson would say no to Philadelphia. That's that's a weird one. Nick Foles, uh, what would be a landing spot for Nick Foles? Uh, that's a tough one. I, I don't know. Saints? I mean – why? I mean, what's I the purpose? You drafted, you drafted Ian Book. They obviously felt comfortable doing that. They still got Taysom Hill. I just, I'm not sure what, what purpose outside of like for injury reasons. I mean, maybe Philly would look at it if they feel like they don't have enough depth or they're not wild about Gardner Minshew. How about Bring him back again? How about the Steelers? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, again, I, I think Ben's fine, and I think they feel good enough about who they have in Rudolph and and Dwayne Haskins. I, I just, I don't see what the payoff is unless you've got a real need. I mean, I don't know, maybe San Francisco. I mean, Lance isn't ready. He's hurt anyway. And it seems like Kyle Shanahan's frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo, which is like, dude, he just got back from an injury and he was playing in like a torrential downpour. Like, could give the guy, cut the guy some slack a little bit, but you don't have another option. So unless you think Nick Foles is going to come in there and light the world on fire, uh, I'm not sure that makes a ton of sense. So I, also, I don't know. It's hard also, to I mean, like, look, I, I don't want to like bash Nick Foles or anything here, but I mean, the Super Bowl runs amazing, and that was an incredible. But and he had the one year it was like twenty eight and three, or you know, touchdowns and interceptions. But like other than those two years, and in the, and the Super Bowl run was like a five game stretch. I mean, it hasn't really worked out for teams starting Nick Foles. So you know, maybe maybe cooler Jets. <laughs> uh, all right, that'll do it. I think, you gotta, you I think go. if you saw, I think if you saw Houston move on. Um, from Deshaun, maybe you know Houston would be willing to just have another guy down there. Davis Mills has struggled a bit. Terod Taylor's coming back, but maybe that would you know make some potential sense. I don't know. It, it's tough because I just don't really see that the need that much right now. I agree. All right, let's get out of here. Remember, 
Brady. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Brothers got a hug. Brothers got a hug, Richard. <laughs> All right. Brady Quinn, as always, a pleasure, buddy. See you, man. See you, man. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.